The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex. It's that time of the day, the ABC's Word Wizard, Rolly Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here willing and able to talk with you about words, language, and linguistics. G'day, mate. Rolly? Good afternoon, dear lady. <laughs> what do I call you? I mean, look, we, we know each other very well from doing programs. Mm-hmm. But the, the, what you actually use when you're addressing someone, uh, particularly at the start of a conversation, you know, they start something, so you respond. What term do you use? Because if you go too formal, mm-hmm. it will actually put, put people off. If you go it too informal, they might think, oh, taking a few liberties here. And it depends it's who says what to whom under what circumstances. Yeah, and then it's unbelievably com- complicated in I English. I just think about all this time. Every time, every time I go to the shops, and um, you know, you have the sales assistant if there is one that appears, and uh, and it's it's always interesting to me whether it'll be a g'day love, g'day mm. miss, g'day ma'am, g'day mate. You get all G'day, sorts. Matt. Good afternoon, madam. And you just wonder, you know, if you're in a sales position, you've probably been instructed by someone somewhere along the line as to how to address a customer. And there's such variation. Even there. It depends. You wonder whether, whether any of it makes sense, Rolly. If you yeah, just well, better it, to say it, nothing at all. And there's a real gender <laughs> problem as well. Right. Because I, would you say mate to another woman? Absolutely, I would. Would you say, okay, would you say guys... To a yes. room full of women? Yep. Right. You're, you're a generation and a bit behind me. Hmm. And so I think you have, you have learned a more permissive set of, of addressing, addressing forms. They're called vocatives, by the way. Vocative. Vocatives. Vocative. Mm. It comes from the Latin voco, meaning I call. Mm. And so this is, the, this is what you use when you're talking to somebody. Um, for example, when I was at school, we always addressed the teacher as sir. Oh, yes. And they would address us by our surnames. Yes. Sussex. Right. Well, I was in year three in uh, Tasmania and it was very fashionable for teachers to be known by their first names. That was a big changeover. And now when I introduce myself to the friends of my child, it's by my first name and not a Mrs. Mm -hmm. or a Miss. Mm -hmm. And that's in part because I've still got my maiden name and that in itself is a challenging concept, maiden name. And I'm not actually a Mrs. even though I'm married. Bizarre. I think that's your prerogative. It is, absolutely. But doesn't this make it more complicated? And perhaps this explains why I would just prefer to say mate. Well, in Germany, I am Herr Professor Sussex. (laughs) And the Germans are are very clear that you you use titles to people of a certain rank Mm. and seniority. I don't like titles in Australia. I don't really like people calling me professor or prof. Yes. Rolly will do very nicely. Yes. Prof Rolly, if you absolutely must. But, for example, bro, you, you mentioned before, that's, I think, from the youth culture again, probably American. Would you know that? Would you say that to a male? I probably wouldn't say it because I feel like it's a language uh, um, of people of colour and not mine. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that there are lots of things I can imagine. I've, I've been addressed as hi, bud. Uh, generally mate in Australia, which is nice. Mm. And actually, if you don't say mate in a relaxed sort of context, it, you can sound a bit stuffy. That's quite interesting. Yes, but, but sometimes when you use mate, you can sound a little aggressive, Rolly. It depends also on the tone of voice. I mean, let's say someone cuts in front of you in, in a car and you say, Oi, you! Oi, mate! And that is not friendly, not whereas... Really. 
If there's someone you don't know, and I think you, you, had, you had exactly the right question at the start, someone you don't know, and you, are, you want to, for some reason, start up a conversation, what do you do? Now, excuse me, it sounds all right. Excuse me, you've trodden on my foot. Excuse me. No, I've already said this twice, and it's, I'm getting a bit, a bit cross about it. So the way in which you actually attract someone's attention and initiate talk, um, I've been called fella. Uh, sometimes, hey, man, mm. interesting, all right? Lad, when I was younger, dude or hombre, hombre <laughs> by American friends or people imitating them. Um, hey, you, again, rather aggressive. Uh, Cobber, you mentioned before. Cobber's, Cobber's, an, Cobber's pretty well disappeared, unfortunately, It's pretty I well think. defunct, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it comes from an old English, well, English dialectal term to cob, meaning to like someone. Mm. So Cobber is someone you like. Um, and, uh, you know, something like, you idiot, uh, when driving, for example. How would I address a lady whom I don't know? This is quite tricky. Um, ma'am, miss. Now, often you can just leave it out. You say, excuse me, and there's a pause. Yes. Because you don't actually know what comes next. And probably man, male to male and female to female is easier than crossing the gender boundary as well. Hello, friend. Then if mate is a, is a leap too yeah, far, Rolly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and this is interesting because it's for exactly that reason, the, the pause that comes yes. because of what has happened with language and the conversation around you know, gender-neutral terminology and so on. Yeah. I, I, I find, therefore, mate the perfect catch-all Yes. Gender non-specific term yeah. of endearment. It, it used to be male only. Yeah, but and why? now it's There's both. male about mate. It was yeah. it was a blokey culture, oh, and, okay. and you know I don't think women women would have regarded it as a little bit rough and vulgar and male. So was there a, a like then in in old olden times was there a female equivalent of mate? I think the rules were a lot stiffer, hmm. and the way in which you... I mean, I, I have known, I've met a couple of ladies who'd known each other for 65 years. They were in their 80s, and they each called each other Mrs. Smith and Mrs. Brown. Oh, I mean, that's lovely. Not, yes. not first names. Because, again, any title will be distancing. Yes. Okay. Title plus a function. I mean, if you're... And I was at Government House yesterday, and you, you always address the governor as Her Excellency. No, which, which is, which is, and I rather like that because you're addressing the, the, the office, the office as yeah, well as the person. That's acceptable. That's um, your grace for a bishop, you know, uh, the sort of thing. But again, choosing, particularly where there's someone that you work with in a professional context, and yet you see them in an informal one. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have several sets of different addresses, which will be appropriate to the context. Context is terribly important. And what about plurals? Now you can say, hey guys. Mm. Would you say that to a room full of women? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys. My, my daughter does, and she's about your age. Or I'd say, g'day, legends. Oh, that's not on my list. Thank you. That's I like fine. that very much. <laughs> but again, you wouldn't say, hey, guy, to a single singular person, would you? No, not unless I was trying to be funny. Or the name is actually Guy. Yeah, well. So there are some of these which are plural only. Mm. Um, I remember Gough Whitlam, men and women of Australia. Um, and we, now, get, we get good people of America quite often. Don't we? Oh, yes. Gents, a little bit dated mm. for gentlemen. Um, you lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can hear my teacher saying that, <gasps> you know. Which brings me to my favourite. Go on. Use. Oh, yes. Love it. 
I'm such, hey, a, I'm such an ardent supporter of use as a word. Well, it's, it's got a really good rationale because I, plural, we. Yes. He, plural, they. Uh-huh. You, plural, use. you. Makes and so sense. we invented something to fill the gap and just used in America, it's y'all. Yes. Um, and I've even heard use as a singular. How's use going day? How's yous gone? Yeah. So it is possible. Cam at Tara yeah. Rowley on the text line says, and I'm just going to read it directly, my mates and I call each other bloke, oh. as in, g'day bloke. G'day Cam at Tara, thank you very much. Yes. Bloke for me is normally a, a word you'd use when talking about someone, but not to them. Hmm. You know, he's an interesting bloke. That's interesting. That's fine. So but that, bloke as evocative uh, is a bit unusual, Cam. You're, you're linguistically creative. So how about when I'm talking about – so, I, again, just to revisit the word mate, because I hear bloke, I hear mate. It's all very Australian and I quite like that kind of language. But I would say about someone I didn't know, if I was talking with you, Rolly, about someone I didn't know, mm-hmm. I would say so-and-so, you know, old mate. Mm-hmm. And I hear that expression a lot. Oh, yes. Old mate. Me, or me old mate. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, old mate down the road, old mate at the fish and chip shop, old mate at the cafe. Did you see what old mate did the other night? But I wouldn't say to you, g'day old mate. I would just say g'day mate. Right. I think old mate, and again, without the, because normally if you're going to talk about someone, it'd be, you know, the man I know, you know, the, uh. the, the tailor that lives around the corner. But just old mate by itself is almost a title of someone. Yeah. That you've given a special accolade to. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're friends and people that you can talk about like that. But some of the other ones, you know, as soon as you start getting into trouble with titles, uh, things like that, they get, they get really complicated. And there is a big gender difference because if you, if you are introduced to, no, sorry, if you're trying to attract the attention of someone who you suspect is senior to you, how yes. would you go about it? A female. Oh, and again, this is tricky because if it was male, I would say, sir. Yes. No questions asked, that's right. the default. But if it was um, someone who I could see and definitely was or I knew to be a lady or a female, I would say, what would I say? <sighs> and again, I probably just wouldn't. You can leave it out. I wouldn't really say anything. And, I ha- and this is the problem. This is what, is what can we say instead, Rolly? In French, you say, you can, you can say madame, mademoiselle, madame. monsieur. Yeah. Right. And the reason I stumble is because I know when I've been uh, shopping and um, my mother's been marmed and she is not fond of it. <laughs> and a lot of, I mean, it's sort of like at some point as a woman, you go from being um, a miss to a mum. And, and we know that all of imp- like implied and all of that language is value. Mm. And that's the problem. Yeah. Like you're a miss that's that's youthful, that's desirable, that's, you know, and then at some point you become a mom, which yeah. unfortunately has tended to be viewed as a negative thing, like you're getting old, you're past it a bit, which is yeah. why I know a lot of women don't like being And they don't like a mom, madam either. And they don't like being a miss, mm. but I don't know what, <laughs> that's why what, I go for mate. We, we actually have a problem because under, say, under communism in, in, in Russia, it was absolutely easy. You just said tavadish to everybody. And tavadish means comrade. Comrade, right. And anyone of either gender, any age, any seniority. It was a levelling sort of thing. And it was sodru in Czech. Um, unfortunately, tongzhu in Chinese, which means comrade, came to mean homosexual in, in, in Hong Kong. And so the word is now just not used at all. They, they just avoid it. But that was actually a very useful social piece of 
engineering because mm. you knew where you were. Whatever you said, Tavarish would do fine in Russia and no one would take any offence at it. It's not used much at all now because, of course, that's the old order and they've got a new order back. But again, in, in Australia, it is, it is tricky. Um, with, it, with people that you know relatively easily, you know what to call them, you know their first names, you know, and, and as a group. But with people you don't know or don't know very well or with whom you haven't yet established an order of, you know, pecking order, we, we, we tend, it's probably wisest just to leave it out. Yes, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah. G'day to Andrew at Mermaid Beach. Have you got a good term of address you'd like to share with us, Andrew? Well, about um, 30 years ago, I used to work with a, a bunch of guys and we, a core group of four of us used to, we get together on a Friday once a quarter for um, a long lunch and uh, it became, uh, we used to refer to each other as confrere. Oh, nice. Was, and so it became the confrere luncheon and there were always um, invitees from time to time, but the core four would always turn up and so we, we still call each other confrere when we catch up um, 30 years later. I, so, I like uh, that. Because it, it, it's um, con, the convict means with and frere, of course, is brother in French. And a confrère is, is a bit like a colleague, but probably someone who's a bit warmer than that. Yes. And so you, you've got a term there which is a bit distinctive, a bit different. It also helps define your group and give it an identity. Uh, and thank you. I like that very much. You're welcome. Yeah. Andrew at Mermaid Beach. Uh, Rolly, could you extrapolate, mm. please, mm-hmm. on uh, how languages other than uh, English have found a place in English mm. uh, through forms of address? Confrère, beautiful example. Do right. we have any other examples? There aren't too many in my list, and that's interesting in itself because normally, remember, about 28% of the words of English come from French and so on. You'd expect... They're more French ones, but I, there's hardly hardly one uh, in my list at all because our, I think our terms of address are perhaps closer to the the emotional ground zero of English, and so we tend to use our own words. Where's pal from? Oh, pal. Um, and what is pal? I mean, I understand it to be friend, and I hear it in a sort of yeah, North American context. But I, what is I hear, pal? I think of pal very much, very much as an Americanism, as a term of address, um, and it, it it comes from I. Th- Think a oh dear, um, a Romany word meaning brother or something. Okay. It's, it's possibly possibly back into into uh, gypsy language Goodness, as well. Right. Not entirely sure about that. Okay, uh, John, you're at Home Hill. Hello, John. Hey, how you going? Very well. Have you got some good uh, words to address people with? You'd like to add to Rolly's list, John? Well, uh, I've, I've got a, a, a phrase that I've sort of put together with a whole pile of words. Oh, great. Um, that I've managed to teach my grandsons how to say and, and some work colleagues in Melbourne uh, that I talk to on the phone occasionally. And it goes like this. It's, G'day, mate, are you going all right or what? <laughs> yeah, nah. I <laughs> love it. Very um, authentic. So, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm uh, as that other caller or, or text person said before, I'm um, saying, hey, go, hey, go on, bloke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that gets used a lot in the transport industry. A lot of truck drivers use that. Do they? Turn a phrase, yeah. Um, uh, you hear a lot on the two-way when, you, when you're travelling in trucks. My brother's a truck driver now. I used to be, but not anymore. Oh, okay. This is the 10-4 uh, brigade. Yeah, oh, well, that's that's sort of more American, and you'd probably get run out of the state if you said we were the 10-4 <laughs> brigade. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't drive a truck just as well. Oh, that's good. I mean, uh, no, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, g'day, bloke, how you going? 
that's sort of how you, yeah. That's, that's trucky speak. Um, Thank you. I never knew that. Mm. And, I, and I just wonder as well, well John, can I ask, because um, yeah. the other other sort of uh, terms of address that I hear a lot are drawn from other contexts, like um, you might have uh, Sarge or Captain or sort of mm. terms from, say, the military. D- does that spill over into truck driving or any of the other contexts? Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. True. To a certain extent, yeah. yeah. A little, not Sarge so much, but you do get a few captains now and again. Yeah. Um, if you're addressing someone that's um, been in the industry for a long time and and has um, turned the tyres around a fair bit and has a few Ks under their belt, then they would be referred to sometimes as the captain. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. And also Raleigh, interesting. That's interesting because, you know, we were speaking about formal terms of address and, mm-hmm. and you were referring to your time at Government House mm-hmm. and her, um, Their Excellency, Her Excellency, His Excellency. I've always liked eminence, by the way, but I don't feel that's a pathway open to me. But I, I just wondered when you've then got to also remember maybe someone's rank. Yes. That's and, complicated. And who assigns the rank? Now, if you're in the military, that's really clear because you everybody has got a proper title and yes. you've got to use the right one. Yes. In a, in a situation like this where your colleagues have given you a, a kind of tick of approval, mm. you know, for being, should we say, a, a good or a long-standing person in the, in the industry, Captain will become established by your friends and if you don't use it, you mark yourself as being outside the group. Yeah. Right. So that, in fact, it's a solidarity thing. It's also, by the way, what's called an honorific. Uh-huh. Honorifics are terms where you express respect for someone for whatever reason. And so this is a, a rather nice way of saying this is a person who's established a reputation for being, you know, good and fair and, and honest and a great worker. In past newsrooms, you know, when I was sort of in newspapers, although it was digital mostly, uh, the, the boss was chief. Oh, yes. And then that is in part because of chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and on NCIS, I think they say boss. Yeah. Um. So in workplaces, you do have specific uh, terms of address. Kathy, you're in Gordon Vale and uh, you work uh, a lot with um, people from the Philippines and you've got uh, an observation about a term of address that's, um, or that you quite like by the sound of it. Hi. Yes, I do work with a lot of Filipinos, lovely people, and we refer to each other uh, as sissy, sister. Oh, very and nice. They'll, they'll, yeah, they greet you. Hey, sissy, how are you today? And Hey, sissy, can you come do this? Yeah, it is actually quite nice. Mm-hmm. What and about when you're talking about talking to men? Do they say brother at all? Well, we don't do that. You, you <laughs> don't talk don't to men, talk okay. To men. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we working? No, we do have men. But mm-hmm. it's a, a female-dominated uh, workplace. Yes. And and this is only when I'm talking with these group of people. If I'm working with Australians or whatever, it would be, oh, how's it going, mate? You know. Mm-hmm. But with, yeah. with the Filipinos, uh, it's all Thai or Malaysian. Mm. Hey, Sissy, how's it going? Yeah, Interesting, because again, in, in all of these places, but particularly in Malaysia and the Philippines, English is a, a sort of a co-language, which a lot of people use a lot all the time. Yeah. My Maori friends on my uh, Thai yes. football team were cuz to each other. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, Martin, you're in Chelmer. Hi. Oh, you grew well, up in, in England. What well, were some of the in, common terms of address there? Well, I lived in London for a good few years as well. Hello, Gov. Oh, yes. <laughs> Takes me back um, to Petticoat Lane right away. Yeah, and of course, for formal, far more formal occasions, uh, afternoon tip, Buckingham Palace, it was, how do you do? 
or words to that effect. Mm, yeah. I, I must prefer how you're going, but um, anyway. Yeah, that, and, so. and, of course, gov- governor was also used for the boss of whatever organisation, you know. Yeah, the governor. Have, have you seen the governor today? In police force or yes, other forms. Yes, or yeah. foreman or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But gov, yeah, hello, gov. Uh, and that could even be used humorously to someone who isn't you gov at all. Gov, love, uh, Dahl, Kim on the text line says, anyone oh, calls yes. me Dahl makes my skin crawl. And that's the thing. There are terms of endearment that are used in a really general sense by some people when addressing a stranger mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, in Kim's, Kim's case, um, do get hackles up a bit because you feel like they are, well, they are terms for use between people who have a degree of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Dull, I, love, sweetie. Yeah. I, I was called sweetheart in, in, a, in, in a shop a couple of days ago by someone I'd never met you before. Was, you were sweethearted, were you? Rolling? I was sweethearted. <laughs> lovely. And lovely. I, I, I was flattered but also a little confused. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, but but there's, all, there's also the the saccharine terms from America, you know, sort of cupcake and and honey and sugar. Pumpkin. And so well, so, I mean, and again, it's and I suppose you have to remember it's it's the intention behind it. If, if there's if there's no harm meant, then take it that that has an awful lot to do with mm. it. If the person is trying to be friendly, yeah, respond in kind. Yeah. Uh, lots of other sort of insights coming through on the text line. Uh, Gil at Imbul uh, says, Cooey, old mate, you dropped your five bucks. Mm-hmm. So Cooey is the, you know, um, first word in the in the address. Yes. Uh, to Murray at Victoria Point, uh, my favourite texture of the day, I think. Catherine and Roland, writes Murray, Bleh. I often use sport as a term oh, of endearment. Yes. But like mate, it can be used in an aggressive form. Listen, mate. Or, hey, sport, get out of the way. Also uses squirt occasionally for a small child. My uncle used that quite a bit as well. And you've just reminded me, Murray, about another term that my grandfather used to love, which was scout, but usually only in reference to women. She's a good scout. That's right. Mm. And there is a children's book somewhere where one of the characters is called scout. Oh, it's been a Blyton book. I think so. Uh Thank you very much to Andrew, Solicitor, Clayfield and Toowoomba for sending me a link to another word, which isn't a term of endearment, but is a great Australian word, fanarkling, uh, being it. Oh. Um, prison guards are called boss, according to Cam. How about digger? Wonders another correspondent. Oh, yeah. And uh, Brett at Redland Bay wants to know, about how things change when addressing persons in the LGBTQI plus community. Oh, that's hard and it would take a lot of... I've got to do some research on yeah, that. There's one. a lot of time that to be spent to look at uh, pronouns and how people like to be addressed. I think when in doubt, uh, a polite question is... How um, do you like to be addressed? ...is often yeah. uh, important and not overlooked. All right. Anything else or we're we getting your last words? Roll I think it's last word time. Brilliant. Today is Maundy Thursday. Where does Maundy come from? It's uh, John thirteen thirty four in the Bible. In the Latin form, it's novum mandatum. I give you a new commandment that you shall love one another as I have loved you. Right? So mandatum became Maundy. And the tradition was that on Maundy Thursday, the uh, English uh, monarch would hand out charitable money to people who needed it. So that's Maundy Thursday. Tomorrow is Good Friday. It was originally God's Friday, but the, the vowel has slipped. And, of course, Sunday is Easter Sunday, and Eostre was a pagan goddess of spring, 
because it's Northern Hemisphere, and the early Christians grabbed a useful term and put it to work in the Christian church. So our Easter terms have come from all over, Latin and English and pagan something. There we go. Happy Easter to all. To you as well, Rolly. A pleasure and a privilege as ever. Thank you so very much. ABC.